0: oh my
1: god we're back again
0: everybody gonna tell your friends mm,
1: mm, yeah welcome back
0: talking shit with the yank and a brit what Ooh, <laughs> we're back so motherfuckers <laughs> Raise it up. Pooh, pooh, pooh,
1: pooh. Uh, gah, gah. That's my hog thorn. My hog <laughs> <laughs> This is going well already.
0: Oh man, this is cool. I think we're really stepping into this new season, like high energy, crushing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it yep. with hog and... Alternate lyrics to popular 90s boy band songs Yeah, yeah Just bringing all
1: the flavours Oh, we are gonna show you how Well, we're back guys With a brand new season Um, It's gonna be, you know Much of the, the genius, hilarious content That we usually bring you But we're also gonna bring you Something a little different this time
0: mm-hmm. And, you know Whatever we really just kind of feel like any given recording yeah. session. But our hope is is to, you know, really kind of listen to what the people want in terms of our hilarity, our content, our brilliance. But we want to also kind of focus the season on women. Yeah, women. Yeah.
1: Inspirational ladies that have potentially changed the world and created, uh, I don't know what I'm saying.
0: They've done something that we thought was cool and they maybe impacted someone or multiple someones or at least got their name on the internet somehow. Yeah,
1: exactly that. (laughs) So we're not going to talk shit about them, but we might talk shit about people in their stories.
0: Yep, or... What happened to them or around them. Yeah. In or around them. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, depending on the story. Who's to say? We don't really have anything planned out yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) But we will say, men, do not be scared. Just because there's two women talking about women. If you made it through our last season, you probably learned a lot. You learned a lot about my vagina <laughs> Gemma's vagina other vaginas generally what it's like being a woman and I think that probably made you a better man for it so keep listening yeah we're
1: here to empower you if anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, it's about you men, yeah it's about you guys stay tuned <laughs> keep listening you're in for a ride <laughs>
0: So, since we did last record our last episode, which, as we said, I think we hypothesized about our many awards that we would have gotten because mm-hmm. of that episode, and we did. You may have seen us on like the the National Podcast Awards show, yeah. and you know, I think I think I said Academy Award or Grammy even for our sound. <laughs> and I mean, my I don't have enough space for all of our awards. Same, um,
1: and. You know, what recently came out was Spotify Wrapped as well, which was, uh, you know, it was it was nice to to really see how many listeners we've, were in engaging. the
0: top, maybe top third, fourth, fifth place on at least one person's. <laughs> it was even third on mine. <laughs> I don't have Spotify, but I wonder if. It would be. (laughs) I have Apple (laughs) music and it just did music. So, (laughs) Um, but you know,
1: that's just because I I think because we've had a break. So I haven't been listening as avidly to our own episodes as uh, I usually do.
0: Mm -hmm. But for Mm. those of you who maybe are like, well, you were number one on mine. Thank you. Yep. Send us a screenshot. Yeah. Send us a screenshot. You can email it to us. You can put it on Instagram. You can put it on Twitter. you know, show us. Show us where we fall on your top five.
1: Unless it's really embarrassing and then then don't, maybe. Um, just good feedback. That's what we want.
0: <laughs> yeah. If we're not in your top five, don't screenshot that. Yes. Yeah.
1: No, thank you. If we don't
0: want to know.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, it's been a while. What have yeah. you been doing?
0: <sighs> Nothing. <laughs> nothing cool, cool yeah cool, cool, cool. yeah we had thanksgiving which i know isn't a thing you guys oh, have yeah? and so there's did you that give thanks i did i i think i thanked someone
1: at some for, point over the weekend
0: yeah like for Handic passing me the mashed potatoes or something i'm sure so yeah oh, great it was you just completed like a, it I mean, I did what I was supposed to, I think, as an American on Thanksgiving, and that was eat food, Mm -hmm. have football, in or around me, (laughs) Ow! and, uh, you know, took some time off, whereas I know you just, it was just like a normal work day for you. Yeah. I wasn't even
1: aware it was Thanksgiving. Usually I'm aware because it's just all over social media, but this time mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware until you informed me thus, and I was like, eh. (laughs) I'm you thankful. didn't have any
0: people posting about their Thanksgiving this year? Well, I think maybe because the time
1: difference. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until sure. later on in the evening, once everyone had, you know, picked their best
0: pictures and uh, things like that. Why are people taking pictures? Yeah. Is my bit- question I said aloud to myself? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> you don't want to remember that. No, I mean, especially if it's pictures of yourself, because, like, aren't you just kind of, like, bloated and sweaty from mm. all the food you consumed and tired and
1: alcohol you drunk and turkey yeah. you ate and mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah mm. well, good for those people i guess well yeah exactly
1: you know they gotta they gotta get the content out there it's all about the gram
0: it is isn't it mm. it is it's, mm. it's,
1: it's what i live for
0: <laughs> well speaking of that because i was just thinking about the last thing i posted so we did get a new addition to the household <gasps> Oh yes, tell <laughs> me more. His name is Chips, and he is a cat. Well, I guess a kitten. Um, and he is naughty as hell. So, is he? Yeah, he's naughty as hell. But What's he's cute. He doing? Um, he well, he harasses poor Lucy. Oh. I think with genuinely innocent intentions of just wanting to play but because she is so old and blind yeah. and just doesn't really know what's going on it isn't does not sit well with her <laughs> and he climbs stuff he like I never had to worry about my houseplants do now I had to go through and be like which one of these are like incredibly toxic to cats yeah, and shit. had to move them um yeah just naughty naughty boy <laughs> but he's cute and we like him So that's fine I'll let him off because he's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm he's really not disappointed cute, you didn't call him Greg.
0: So. With two Gs, right? Like, I really wanted to, but yeah. Nigel nixed that. I don't know why I wasn't a fan. He wanted to call him. What Did I tell you what he was, like, really set on? Yeah, I think you did.
1: I can't remember what it was now, though.
0: I know he was, like, even offering the first names of... The Blink One Eighty Two guys too, with the exception of Travis. So it was more like Tom and Mark. <laughs> and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> no,
1: no. Mark could be quite cool though. <laughs> I've I never mean, had there's... a cat called Mark before. No, that one.
0: be funny. And we considered Colin because yeah. we thought that that was a like maybe name of one. Yeah, mm. but Chips it is. Did
1: that just come naturally?
0: Yes. Though I don't think it's all that original, but I just thought it would be, I thought food was also kind of funny, so. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, that's
1: exciting. Mm. I got Mm -hmm. to hold loads of kittens the other day. I went around someone's house and their cats just had loads of kittens and she just kept passing them to me.
0: And I was like, oh my God. And you didn't think I needed a picture of that? Like, what the fuck? I'm
1: sorry. A few people have said that to me and I didn't have my phone on me because it was in the other room um hmm. yeah they offered me one uh, and i was like I, uh i still I got would, the murderous dogs yeah i'd still <laughs> i'd genuinely love to but it will probably last five minutes at home yeah. mm-hmm. so i would like to see how she'd do though whether her maternal instinct would come on or whether she would just eat it i don't know can't risk it but
0: yeah i was just gonna I'm say interested. how would you even test that without basically letting a kitten get eaten in front of you and then <laughs> having to deal with that trauma afterwards <laughs> not yeah, sure that'd be pretty shit because like i guess you could keep it in a cage or like separate them with a door maybe like a glass door but then also yeah. like that's not necessarily she might freak out because there's that separation you know mm-hmm. so hmm.
1: yeah tricky one to test yeah yeah,
0: yeah shame one oh well. Monday.
1: Monday, that'd be lovely.
0: Well, um, it sounds like you've had a busy couple of weeks anyways, and it's Christmas time yeah. now, which is kind of an indifferent time of year for me, but I know the Brits really love it. You guys take like the whole month of December off. You have all <laughs> of these parties, and it's constantly drinking. Yeah, essentially,
1: that's what's been happening. Uh, yeah, I've been really busy. Loads of work dues, loads of gigs, loads of rehearsals. Mm-hmm work always gets really busy on the lead up to christmas which is really welcome i really enjoy that (laughs) you want to start winding down for christmas but work's like no we're gonna get really busy and make you work hard
0: is Um, there a reason for that is it just like people because of christmas for whatever reason shit happens or is it because like oh we're gonna take time off we have to get all of this in
1: yeah i think that's what it is Um, because our work is sent to us by our clients. Mm -hmm. they start winding down for christmas and so they pass oh yeah everything to us which is
0: great that's what i say to them just two middle fingers up in the air like this yeah uh
1: but yeah i'm looking forward to christmas because yeah i've got like 14 days off or something oh can
0: you believe it are you gonna be okay i just i'm gonna be fine like, going back to work, though, is it going to be like, what is, what day is it? What is this? Yeah. I mean, I'll forget my bowl. passwords
1: to everything. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably forget what I do. hmm But
0: uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that's how I felt coming back after 18 days with you folks is like, who are you? What stuff. am I? <laughs> with you fuckers. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I came back and I was like, who am I? Who are you? What is this?
1: What, what is, is this life I'm living? This
0: monitor that I have to look at. Who's calling me?
1: (laughs) How do I answer this thing that's ringing on my desk?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you have a good time off and do some blah, blah, fun things anyway. Thanks. Christmasy things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There'll be a few Christmassy days, and then I'm going to sit and drink red wine and eat cheese in front of the fire for like 10 days. (laughs) I know.
0: Oh no! I know what you get like after red wine and cheese. It's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very flatulent.
0: <laughs> just kidding. We had lots. Well, I don't. I guess I didn't have any wine. You might have when we had the the party at your house before we left. But there was a lot of cheese, and I think was, everyone yeah. was generally okay. So, <laughs> apart from the
1: lactose intolerant people, but
0: yeah, you you know, know. You know I guess but, if they ate the cheese, it's their fault.
1: Exactly. You know, <laughs> they ask for it, if anything.
0: Yep. I don't blame them, though. I'd probably still want to eat cheese. So. Yeah,
1: cheese is life.
0: Well, should we segue into kind of our, our hopes and our dreams for today's episode? Yeah. Okay. Well. Take us on a journey. And- I'm gonna, and I'm gonna do my best, and I'm gonna caveat it again by this story that I'm about to say to you, say at you, tell you about is uh, uh, conducted with the barest minimum of research, so... People listening at home, or Gemma, even you, might be like, "Is that? Oh, I don't know. If that's right, Kate. I'll be fact checking as we go. <laughs> yeah, but you—that'd be great. That's actually—that's <laughs> well, actually, each other each time. You're wrong. <laughs> we can be each other's correction corner in real time. Yeah. But I—I do—I did do a little bit of research over the past morning, this morning, and yesterday. <laughs> so, I also no might, and I didn't review it. So we'll just see how this goes. Be ready.
1: Cool. If you've got typos, can I request that you read them out as the typoed word? Just for pure entertainment's sake.
0: There's absolutely typos because in typing this, I was like, "Eh, it doesn't matter because I know what this means. And I will do that because there are a lot and it's going to be cringy for me, but probably pretty funny for you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool.
1: So... Who are you telling us about, Kate?
0: Well, I had the way I wrote this, I I had to think about, like, do I want to say it at the top or just tell you the story? Oh, okay. Exciting. So I think I'm just going to tell you the story, but it'll become clear who we're focusing on, and I believe you're familiar with this person, too. So, okay. We're in the 1960s. It's the very beginning of what is known as the counterculture decade, when Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles and the hippie and other alternative lifestyles are coming about. Uh, You know, we've got the cultural liberalism, individuality, women's right, human sexuality, all that's happening. And actually, now that I think about this, the 1960s isn't really all that accurate. But whatever. <laughs> That's how I okay. started it. Close to, though. <laughs> it was around that kind of time. <laughs> We're going to be going back in time in a minute. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, 1960s. It's groovy, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, exactly. It's not so groovy for everyone, though. Mm. Uh, you know, the civil rights movement was kind of starting to take off a little bit more at that point. Really started kind of in the mid-50s, but we, I think when people think about the civil rights movement, they often think of the 60s. Um, But if you think about it, there's always been some sort of civil rights movement in America following uh, even the Civil War Mm -hmm. and probably before that. But if you think about kind of who fought each other about slavery and all of that. So um, anyway, (laughs) the 50s. Saw some significant events that really kind of um, paved the way for the person I'm talking about today. Um, These you probably are also familiar with, at least I hope so, so tell me if you're not. Um, The arrest of Rosa Parks. Yep. I'm familiar. What what is she known for, Gemma? She is
1: known for refusing to give up her seat on a bus to, I believe it was a white man.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I um, did get tired after a long day.
1: I know, but she was tired that day. And she was like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm not getting off my seat. Yeah. So fuck you.
0: You know, I think that actually is pretty accurate to what she said. At least probably thought in her head anyways. But uh, no. did you also know that not like a couple months before her arrest, a 15-year-old named Claudette Colvin also refused to give up her butt or her her butt her her seat (laughs) on the bus to get off her ass um but and that's kind of what sparked the whole Mm. bus boycott so like Claudette happened kind of people started boycotting buses and you know engaging in forms of protest and then Rosa Parks happened and it was like after that and that's when we kind of saw Martin Luther King Jr. becoming more and more prevalent and becoming, like, this is really what took off his kind of national tra- trajectory to what mm-hmm. we recall him as today. Right. Um, story's not about him, though, obviously, or Rosa Parks or Claudette, um, though those might be good ones to talk about one day. Mm. Uh, the story actually starts a, l- a little further back. Like I said, we're actually going back into the 50s. <laughs> So again, don't know why I started
1: with (laughs) that. All that was irrelevant.
0: We're going to be back in the 60s at some point. (laughs) Maybe. Um, But this was, you know, also kind of starts in a little state called Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Do you know anything about Virginia, Jen? Not really, no, to be honest. Okay. Fair. I was anticipating that. So I've got some fun facts for you. <laughs> it was the 10th state to join the Union Ooh. on June 25th, 1788, which, holla, my fellow cancer <laughs> and birthday twin. <laughs> its nickname is the Old Dominion State.
1: Can okay. you
0: guess why? Nope. Because it was the first of the overseas dominions of the monarchy of England, which oh. is like, okay, that's what you guys stuck with as your nickname. Cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> according to Virginia.org, it's the, and I didn't know this, it's the leader in the eco-friendly movement. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't read any further than that, so I don't know okay. how it's the leader in that movement, but I was surprised. No more information. To see that. Nope, that's it. Cool. Um, and it's got some kind of major significance in terms of Black history with its Pocahontas Island, um, which is the oldest free Black community in the nation. Oh. Mm. Well, they I haven't. didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. I, didn't ha- I didn't know that either. But anyway, 1951, Virginia. Okay. A group of Black students at Moton High School engaged in protest of their unequal status in Virginian segregated education system. The school was overcrowded. The facility was bad. I'm also kind of guessing here that the quality of the education maybe was probably not that great either um and i mean really they're basically saying like this is shit and all the white schools have way better facilities way better education you know Mm -hmm. this is fucked up and so they did so they protested and eventually the naacp joined in kind of helping them with this fight and took This case and a couple other cases to through the court system to the Supreme Court of the United States, Um, and I know we talked about like Roe v. Wade and the Supreme Court and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and how those decisions are kind of like the law of the land once it gets that high up. So it's a big deal that these Mm. cases went that far, right? Yeah. Um, and the relevant one for today's story is Brown versus the Board of Education. Are you familiar mm. with that one at all? I think I've
1: heard of it. I you probably have. With it, though.
0: Ha- any clue in what direction I'm going as far as today's lady?
1: No. Okay. <laughs>
0: <All> good. <laughs> um. So the Supreme Court, and this was in 1954. Uh, so a couple years later. That's how long that shit takes to get through the legal system. Mm-hmm. Um. Led by Earl Warren, who was kind of an important person in terms of a lot of other landmark cases, but we're not going to talk about that or him that much. So uh, they ruled in, unanimously in 1954 that mandating or even permitting public schools to be segregated by race was unconstitutional. And he further wrote, stating segregation of white and colored children in public schools has a detrimental effect upon the colored children. So, uh, yeah. Finally. I think yeah, I mean, great, right. But, uh the other interesting thing about this case is that it actually partially overruled a case from 1896 called Plessy v. Ferguson, which What's that? it's a case that also kind of challenged segregation in the United States by mm-hmm. saying segregation laws based on race did not violate the U.S. Oh, I should have been doing a. OK, I'll do it here. Constitution. <laughs> Constitution. Mm. Yeah, meant constitution. <laughs> That's what I was going to read. <laughs> but concession, as long as the f- facilities for each race were equal in quality, a doctrine known as separate but equal. Right. So that was talking about pools, schools, you know, uh-huh. really, I think about anything you could think of at that it's time.
1: It's just so, like, it's so crazy to me, the segregation thing. Like, I, I guess, yeah. you know, it is to us, it's completely alien, but it's just, what a inhumane, horrible thing to fucking do and enforce.
0: Yeah. White well, people and...
1: were horrible, slash mm-hmm. are horrible.
0: <laughs> and I think this might be something we discuss another time, but segregation still exists in a lot of ways. Just not. In the way of like, here's here's the black school, here's the white yeah. school, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and to your point, it's horrible. And the court for Brown, the Brown case, basically said that separate inherently means unequal. Yeah. So they overturned that part of it, and laws imposing segregated schools violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Mm. Still not Constitution. getting it right.
1: Constitution. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: This decision, though, really didn't provide any details or a roadmap about, like, how to go about ending racial segregation. Mm-hmm. And so they had to issue another decision called Brown 2, pretty much, right. um, in 1955 that basically said uh, schools have to desegreg- desegregate with all deliberate speed. Mm. What does that sound like to you if you I mean, like, oh, like, God?
1: It's got to be done pretty fast. However, mm-hmm. they're not stipulating... A time frame. Mm-mm.
0: Nope. Mm. It would also probably be no surprise to you that uh, people were pretty pissed about this. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a pretty big resistance to this, actually, particularly in the South. And uh, Wikipedia states it's because white people are noisy and stubborn, oh. <laughs> which is putting right. it really nicely. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and just throw in racist as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so really, a
1: little bit more accurate,
0: yeah. Um, wow. so here's where our story and our gal comes in. Mm. Enter Ruby Bridges. Oh, Ruby. You might remember you sending me a little bit about her on Instagram and being like, "Oh my god!" So I chose Ruby to be our first gal. Um, Go Ruby. She was born in. I know, and just anyway, I'll get into it. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ruby Bridges, born in 1954 in Mississippi. Uh, She's got farmer parents. She's like the oldest of five children. And when she was two, her family relocated to New Orleans, Mm -hmm. Louisiana. Um, And that's, you know, I think what I read was better work opportunities for them. Um, You know, I don't know exactly if they were farmer parents in Mississippi. I imagine it was pretty rural. Mm -hmm. So uh, you also might recall that 1954 was the year Brown versus Board came out. So she's not yet school age, you know, kind of when that's happening. Too two when they move, but uh, mm-hmm. no shocker, it took a really long fucking time for a lot of those schools in the South to kind of do what they were told in terms of desegregation. So by the time she entered kindergarten in 1959, she was going to a segregated kindergarten wow. in Louisiana because they were like, nah, we're just going to pretend that- That, that didn't those- happen. Yes, exactly. Um, eventually, back to the 60s, a federal court ordered- specifically Louisiana to desegregate because they were one of the holdouts are probably not the only one but one of them. Um what I was thinking as well, like although it's great that
1: this happened, it must have been really terrifying for like the black communities and families to then have to put their kids into non-segregated schools with all these fucking racist kids
0: and parents. Well, you just, like, spoiler alert for Ruby's story, Jesus. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh shut up. Carry on. <laughs> no, I actually, thank you for saying that, because, yes. And there's a whole bunch of, I think, different considerations, too. One being that when the courts say you have to desegregate, that does not mean integrate. Yeah. So wow. mm-hmm. what ultimately that means is they could decide how many and who they're going to let come to their schools, which right. is, wow. I will proceed. Hmm. Um, but I was going to ask you with this federal court issuing this order to desegregate. So they, the, you know, LA school district had to basically make some decisions about how to go about this. And I'm, I'm curious if you have any thoughts about, what do you think they did? Um,
1: I, I don't know really. So I imagine, obviously, before desegregation, they had separate schools yep. for black people and white people. So I would, I don't know really. I would have thought they'd just increase capacity at one of those schools and allow them to. Okay. Like, pick the
0: shittiest one and just be like, here, you can come to this one.
1: Well, yeah, just the biggest one. Just say, well, come to that
0: school? What they did was they created entrance exams. Wow. They basically made these kids audition. Fuck. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they basically wanted to see whether black students could, and this is in quotes for those at home, academically compete with the kids at the all-white school um ruby was six at the time that she took her entrance exam and when i think about six-year-olds so basically a kindergartner which mm-hmm. i know we talked about like school equivalent levels and stuff between our countries but like i don't think a lot of kindergartners really
1: sit for tests like that yeah they don't
0: know a lot they don't sit for tests Mm. um and i'm just thinking about these all these kindergartners which according to what i read was about a hundred sat for this test in this big room and i mean i'm going to talk about this in a second and just like it it will not surprise you when i tell you how many actually passed Mm. um and i write my own thoughts okay only six children passed (laughs) I put that in all caps. <laughs> okay, no. and I had some initial questions about under what circumstances was the test administered? Like, what was the testing environment? Who was proctored during it? Who was grading mm. it? What were the questions asked? How was it determined? Like the criteria for passing? Because you know, the answer was white people basically determined all those things yeah. and set up the the environment, and it was not going to be for these, it was not going to be designed in a way for these kids, the maximum amount of kids to pass at Mm. all. In fact, it was probably designed to make sure as few as possible, if any, passed. And again, they're kindergartners. So like... I mean, do you remember
1: what you were learning in kindergarten? Like I was doing like my ABCs.
0: mm -hmm. Uh, How to tie my
1: shoelaces.
0: Sharing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. which are you left-handed or right-handed? Yeah. Here's how you cut with scissors that won't cut you. Mm. Like, draw a picture for your parents. Yeah.
1: Fucking hell.
0: And I can only imagine this test probably didn't give them breaks. It probably was several hours long, as standardized testing can be. And mm. I'm, I'm assuming you guys have similar, like, tests yeah. that you have to take where you sit there for four hours and have uh-huh. to a fucking test and maybe get one bathroom break, right? Uh-huh. Bet they didn't have that for these kids. Um. And I just also think about how even if it was content that would have been appropriate for kindergartners, like because of the issues with the educational inequality between these schools, like these kids probably weren't taught the stuff they needed to have taught to them at that age in order to Mm. like take this test, if that makes sense. Like if it, I think they said it was, The test was a particular test to determine readiness for formal education, starting typically in first grade, right? So in a way, this test is kind of designed for kindergartners. But that content was also created by a white person Mm. for white children.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, did the white children have to take
0: this test as well? No, it was just for the black kids to see if they could go to the white school. So... Um, so I was frustrated when I, and I didn't know this about her story. I generally had an idea about her story, but I, I just assumed it was like they desegregated and she got to go and blah, 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 you Mm. know, and it wasn't easy, but I didn't realize she had to effectively audition. So she and five other kids passed. And I also think this is from Reddit. Another interesting consideration about this whole thing is that these tests were administered well before any psychometrics and standardizations were established. So... There was not, like, any studies out there saying, you know, this is how, like, how many kids of this age of this race should be, you know, passing this. the con- There was no studies, right? Yeah. So, basically, they were like, these toasts are great. Um, also, the people who created them were also very big advocates of eugenics. Do you know what e- eugenics no, is? what like? is eugenics? Well, eugenics is a theory uh, that is more appropriately should should be called because it's more appropriate scientific racism, right, <laughs> and it's basically that humans can be improved through selective breeding of populations, and human traits such as intelligence and social behavior are inherited in a simple fashion, and complex diseases and disorders are solely due to bad genes and like inheriting them so, so
1: essentially fascism it,
0: yeah, I think uh <laughs> Nazis love eugenics yeah. if yeah, they do, in mm. fact, I talk about. A Nazi in a little bit. Um, and it's not really any surprise to anybody that this theory and the practices like kind of supporting eugenics developed by eugenics har- uh, really harmed marginalized populations uh, because the gold standard for believers in eugenics is the white race. So um, the work of Darwin, Camper, a guy called Morton, a bunch of other scientists Anthropologists, psychologists, they all, like, their work was either, like, in support of or used by believers in eugenics. So, like, I think I read, like, Darwin wasn't exactly necessarily advocating for eugenics, but they used some of his research to justify the existence, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But a lot of other people were explicitly, like, doing research to further this theory. Um, For example, this guy named Camper, he basically used skull sizes, shapes, angles to create a racial hierarchy is like this skull is the pinnacle, the white skull. And then these skulls, which are more associated with, you know, other races are below them. Um, wow. There's a, I think also came about the, the belief that still exists today in the medical field is that black people feel less pain and um, they have a primitive nervous system, which makes them like less able to feel suffering. And that was used to justify <laughs> slavery in a way. Fucking hell. And in 1966, like I said, not everything was groovy. uh, Some horrible douche named George Rockwell, who was the leader of the American Nazi party at the time, was interviewed for Playboy, which like weird flex for Playboy and (laughs) this guy. I, I, was, I was like, okay. Uh, anyway, um, he justified his belief about inferiority by referencing this 1916 study by a guy named Ferguson that claimed to show how intellectual performance of black students was correlated with their percentage of white ancestry. Wow. So, like, those who have some white genes yeah. are going to be smarter than those who don't.
1: Fucking hell. <laughs> These people are such bellens.
0: I know. And that's it's still like prevalent today because another factoid I have for you is in 2012, some white assholes published a scientific article where they falsely claim there is scientific evidence that skin color was related to aggression and sexuality in humans.
1: Mm. Yeah, you.
0: they published like places published this article. And then I think at least one publication in 2020 was like, oh, um, we're actually going to retract that one. yeah good you probably should eight years three years ago for them to be like oh that's actually like fully false pseudo racist bullshit yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and i think even that by just reading it Uh, i imagine it wasn't peer-reviewed or you know
0: well peer-reviewed by peers of like minds anyway Mm. yeah
1: peer-reviewed by racists
0: yeah and i think even playboy eventually like retracted their article of the Nazi guy, because they're like, "Oh, this is clearly like just a pre like he he uses this as this platform as a pretext just to spout his racist nonsense." And we're mm-hmm. going to go ahead and. But I'm also just like, you knew he was a member of the American Nazi Party, and you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's it's right in, like, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> that's what Miss we're all Centerfold. about." Yeah. <laughs> Miss January and Miss Whatever, and some okay. Nazi propaganda, exactly. So, fun fact there, mm. and I, I. In typing this, I was like, I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, but I do think it's important to tie it back to this fucking test these kids had to take. Yeah. And the way that the LA school, or the Louisiana, I put LA, but I meant Louisiana, um, Mm. school district set up their desegregation. I spelled it wrong, but. (laughs) You don't (laughs) have to do that every time. (laughs) (laughs) It was to ensure that as few black children as possible would pass, and they were set up to fail and Mm -hmm. the reddit user ed history 101 astutely noted black children would do poorly on intelligence tests not because they weren't as smart as white children but because the test asked them about content they did not know or understand so 105 105 and six-year-old black children sat for this test in this probably fuck off big room new orleans it was the metropolitan readiness test or at least the thought is as it was designed by a psychologist named Gertrude Hildreth, who I didn't look into her, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was kind of of the eugenics theory and shit too. Mm -hmm. Um, And assess children's readiness for formal education. Many of the children, including little Ruby, likely had never done anything like this before. The fact that only five or six passed and Ruby in her autobiography described the environment, how long and hard it was and how some of how subjective some of the scoring was like, drawing pictures and then having someone look at it and be like that shit yeah wow pretty much and even though she passed ruby's parents were understandably hesitant to let her attend an all-white school even if it was just like a couple blocks from their home and i Mm. think they really considered whether or not they were gonna let her but i think they also really wanted her to have more opportunities than what they were afforded um so they ultimately Mm. decided to do so but Like you noted earlier, um, the parents of the children who go there and likely the children themselves from hearing their parents, adopting their parents' views, and, you know, I think generally the views of society at the time, uh, were likely of the noisy, stubborn race variety that didn't really want desegregation to happen. Noisy
1: and stubborn.
0: Yeah. And... Ruby was the only one out of all of the students who passed to go to that school. Two I really... were not pulled and put in white school, and the other three went to a different school. So she was the only black little child. girl. Yes. Wow. Who's black to go. So she was on her own, and her parents were a little bit scared for her safety, so they sought some protection, and eventually she and her mother, every single day, were esc- escorted by four federal marshals for the entire year. Wow. And crowds would gather and scream slurs at her. And Ruby wrote in her autobiography later that she was only frightened one time when she saw a woman holding a black baby doll in a coffin. Fucking so King Hell. These women whose children go to the school, that's how they behaved towards a little girl the same mm. age as their children. Like anyway. Fucked up. She had to spend the whole first day in the principal's office because uh of the noisy, stubborn white people. Uh, and only, well, actually, before I go there. So it was just chaos. Uh, people withdrew their kids, and teachers actually refused to have her in their classroom really? as well. So the teachers also were incredibly fucking racist. Wow. And only one teacher named, I don't, I didn't write take her name, but her name was Barbara. Her first name was Barbara. Only one teacher was willing to have her, and she ended up being a student in a classroom of one.
1: Bloody hell! Yep. I was going to ask as well. So, even though they've desegregated the schools, sort of, if that's what they can call it, were there any measures put in place to also allow black teachers to oh, teach in you know these there schools?
0: Wasn't. No, that was not. That was not part of the directive. Even if you, one could say, well, that's the implication. No, mm. that that is you light years down. The road before that is even, I think, something that people start talking about. Maybe we should have people who reflect our students' teaching Mm. as well. Yeah. So, this teacher, though, bless her, taught her, would sit with her at lunch, would play with, be the only one to play with her at recess. Otherwise, Ruby was alone. And, uh, you know, she went to school every single day. She didn't miss one day. Good honor. Yep. And not only was I mean, this kind of giant change from going to a school where she could interact, other students would interact with her, they look like her, you know, whatever, even if it's not, it has no money, poor facilities, a lot less, you know, kind of elective curriculum. She at least had friends. She got the socialization piece that kids get from school. Mm. Instead, she had to listen to people basically yell racial slurs and threaten her life and Scare the fucking shit out of her that she had to have yeah. the cops escort her every day.
1: It must have been terrifying went. and lonely.
0: Yeah, but she went every day, and not only was she impacted, but her parents also were impacted. Like her dad lost her job, grocers and other stores and mer- like merchants wouldn't sell stuff to her mom, and I think even her grandparents. I read lost, like were evicted from the farm that they were uh, crop sharers on, and they'd lived there for like twenty five years. What so the fuck.
1: Yeah. Just because she's doing something she's
0: now allowed to do. Yep. <laughs> Absolute joke. Yep. But time time went on and uh, eventually more black students enrolled. She eventually graduated. She went on to kind of live a, a normal life. She got married, got a job, you know, but she also basically became a lifelong activist and she wrote in I think she wrote a couple of things but also spoke and talked about her experiences um and really just kind of became this well I'll show you some pictures too so you'll see what I mean like she's kind of iconic there's this one picture by Norman Rockwell of her being escorted in and then I have some pictures of like actual crowds and stuff too um but here's the thing that blows my mind and you noted this when you sent me the thing on Instagram about her is mm-hmm. this I mean this was before our lifetime and it in some ways feels like it was lifetimes ago but like she's still alive she's 69 my parents are older than her uh and my parents were alive when this was going down too so like it was within a lifetime Mm. like people who are alive then are still alive and well including ruby so that's what's crazy to me is Mm. that we talk about you know the back then of when things were really bad and it wasn't back then and things are still really bad but you know for Not quite as you know obvious reasons, right? Yeah, but yeah, that blows Um,
1: my mind. Like, yeah, she's you know our parents' generation.
0: Yeah, it's fucking
1: crazy. Like, I I would have just thought it was hundreds of years ago that this happened. But
0: yeah, exactly. And she's just like I also just think about how this was. She was like an involuntary participant Mm. in this in some ways yeah you know people say oh I've been dancing or singing since I was two years old she literally has been like a activist for justice racial justice since she was basically a a, a child um and she probably just at six you know she's thinking about I just want to play with my Barbie that just came out in 1959 even though she doesn't look like me or I just want to sit with my etch-a-sketch which came out in 1960 and play with this and i want to watch lassie or my friend flicka with my family and play with my friends you know that's what she wanted to do and Mm. instead she basically became this kind of like figurehead for a movement in a way um that she didn't really ask for and she you know instead is the first black student to integrate an elementary school in the american south and that's our girl ruby who like kind of circumstances were thrust upon her and girl did it mm-hmm. as a child like i mean there were days when i didn't want to go to school because i just was tired or someone was mean to me you yeah. know
1: and can't imagine. Cool like, a lot
0: yeah check out these Crazy. pictures. as familiar as i was about her and her story um there was a lot i didn't know about her where did i put these pictures about her, that I thought was just like, oh yeah, they definitely, you know, to the extent this was discussed when I was in school, or you know, kind of in any meaningful way, they definitely mm. just like let out, left out a lot of stuff, which, as we know, is pretty common. You can Google uh, Norman Rockwell, the problem we all live with. Have you seen this before?
1: Hmm. No.
0: Yep, that's little Ruby. Just walking to school with the cops and having shit thrown at her. Yep. Here's another I'm gonna email you two other pictures. Okay. And then you can describe what you're looking at. So I thought she was a good one to start with too, just because when we think about okay, I'm sending you this. go. Uh, When we think about like kind of inspiring women, sometimes I think it's easy to look at the past and look at the women who kind of like were trailblazers in a predominantly male field, you know, like you think about Mm -hmm. Madame Curie and kind of her role in science and stuff like that. And I just, again, like within a, you know, our generation, so to speak, or our parents' generation, so to speak, and like being around people who are alive during this time frame and knowing full well that like there's still issues, significant, significant issues that are far more insidious and subtle than they were with um well and I don't know if that's true either, but like you don't people don't they choose not to see it in the same way because mm-hmm. we don't have, you know, people are like, well, we don't have slaves anymore and we don't have segregated schools and you know, it, there's affirmative action. Like all these this really yeah. ignorant shit. Mm-hmm. Um when I think you and I have talked about kind of all of the ways it still exists today. Yeah. Um. And we got this gal, who's just, you know, late sixties. She's like, yeah, I uh, walked to school every day for a year, and had to deal with. I don't know if you got the email, the pictures of those people standing outside, screaming at her. Oh, her teacher's name was Barbara Henry.
1: Well, well done, Barbara, for not being yeah. a bell end. Oh God! Yeah, it's the coffin.
0: Yep. Like, she's look like, at oh.
1: them; they're so happy with themselves as well. Like,
0: it's disgusting. It's
1: Absolutely ridiculous.
0: And one more for you. And this one's basically crowd of angry parents hurl insults at Ruby Bridge. Is oh, just like I bet they f- like you. Just feel really good about yourselves. Screaming at this little girl. Yeah. It's horrifying. What the fuck, man? I bet her parents wondered every single day if they did the right thing.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, but. Oh,
0: just... What were these people thinking? Like. We're super just... racist and hate people for no reason other than that they're not white.
1: But especially with, like, them being parents too like just the the lack of empathy and Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: just would you not think like god imagine if that was my child like i just can't no they don't crazy to me they don't have that capacity well ruby bridges you are a legend um, what a fucking story that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet that changed the lives for so many more mm-hmm. kids throughout the years.
0: I, mean, I imagine that entire year of her doing that is ultimately what made other kids feel like, well, if Ruby can they could, do yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you for telling us that story. It was fascinating and really...
0: Um, Did you like the twists and turns? It oh, I did. Just kidding. We're gonna talk about Virginia, but not really. (laughs) (laughs) Just like to keep it interesting.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. I look forward to your next report. Well, my next report.
0: More reports forever! (laughs) Yay. am i the asshole you know you are baby
1: okay my sister made a reservation at a hotel for christmas told me dogs were allowed apparently they aren't i said i wasn't going and refused to pay so my sister, I'm 25 female, my sister, 37 female, was excited about going to a nature hotel for Christmas with all of our family members included. She sent me pictures of the place um, and it was a very nice place to stay for Christmas. My boyfriend and I live together. We both have two dogs. We're leaving our youngest aboard a collie in daycare for those days that we're going to be gone. But we also have a golden retriever who is three years old. Um, and he has grown to dislike male dogs. He's also not used to daycare and gets separation anxiety when he's not with us. Mm -hmm. Our border collie, on the other hand, is more social and outgoing with others and doesn't mind to sleep somewhere else, etc. So the first thing I asked my sister was if I was allowed to take Noah, our golden, since there is no one in the family who can take care of him on Christmas. She said yes, dogs were allowed, and I told her that we would go and that it wasn't an issue. Um, she made the reservation, and I had to pay for some of us. To, sorry, I had to pay for some of us to get the place for that day. She sent me the link, which said dogs aren't allowed. I then asked her again, "Hey, are you sure that dogs are allowed?" And I sent her the screenshot of the part of the link where it said they weren't. She said, "Oh, I'm sure the owner um, of the place won't say no to us paying him loads of money just because of a dog." So I talked this out with my boyfriend and he said that we should confirm with the owner. I texted him via WhatsApp um, and he told me that dogs were 100% not allowed. I sent that to my sister and she said, we'll see what we can do. I told her that if Noah can't go, then we can't go either. She got angry at me, yelling at me that we had to pay our part because she cannot pay for what we were meant to pay. I told her that, if I, I, that I was not going to pay a lot of money if we weren't going. Um, She said that our dog was our problem and we needed to see how we were going to solve it. Um, That it was up to me to see if dogs were allowed or not. Um, And I told her that she lied to me and that I was not going to pay because we're not going. Am I the asshole?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, no. I don't think this person's the asshole because her first question was... Are dogs Are allowed? dogs allowed? Yeah. And, and her sister said, yes. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, it sounds like she even double checked. And then when it was time to, like, look at the website, it was kind of not clear or maybe seemed to suggest dogs weren't allowed. And then her sister doubled down and kind of was like, it'll be fine. And then when they basically did their own work to make sure it was okay – And uh, I mean, 100% sounds like 100% to me, not like, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what Uh, we can do. Right. And then being very clear, like, rather than say, okay, we're going to continue to proceed and just being clear about, like, if we can't, we're not coming. Mm. So I guess I feel like, no, this person probably set the boundaries, gave notice. Also, her sister... mm, i should imagine probably knows who she is and that this probably would happen you know if if the dogs couldn't come and it's kind of her fault for maybe not double checking before even pursuing it or confirming after it was asked at least and Mm. so i think her sister is actually or maybe yeah it's a female right i think her sister is the asshole and kind of like oh well i guess sorry but i'm also not going to pay when i'm not going yeah exactly Why should you? As a dog owner,
1: I feel her pain. Like, I've cancelled on things because sometimes you can't get people to look after your dogs. And especially if a dog does have separation anxiety, you can't just fucking leave them on their own. Mm -hmm. Would you leave a child on its own because the place didn't allow children? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Um... And I also think it's, like, really stuck up of her sister just to be, like, oh, don't worry, we'll, like, sneak the dog in or we'll manipulate the hotel owner into allowing dogs because we are special. Like, no, love, it's not going to work.
0: It's not going to work. Try if you want, but I'm letting Mm. you know right now, my dog can't come, we're not coming. You know, (laughs) just being clear before we get too far down this road. And I just, like, people, you know, she's even boarding one of her dogs, which I think can be expensive. Mm. And so... I, I would get, I, that's hard for people. And so I think sometimes it's just people who have dogs, they have to maybe say no to things because of that or pets in general. I mean, yeah. when Momo was sick, I didn't do a lot of things because he had a lot of needs. And I yeah. also was like, I don't really want to be away from him. Mm. And like to all the people out there that I maybe had to cancel on, I'm sorry, but I think you also understood and I greatly appreciate that. Yes. Well, there we have it. That's the first. Am I
1: the asshole of season two talking shit with a Yank and a Brit? <laughs>
0: finger finger guns. guns. That is our new thing. Finger guns. Pew, 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 pew. Oh. Pew, 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 pew. oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. I feel I need to go take a shower now. Yeah, sorry. After <laughs> doing sorry. that, <laughs> um, all of our social media is the same. Uh, Twitter, yep. Instagram, we're foraying into YouTube. So watch that page. Mm. All of Beep, our be, handles be. are T-S-Y-B-Pod.
1: <laughs> Correct.
0: Right? right? Yep. Um, talk shit to us at Gmail. Write us in anything you want, really, that is either mm-hmm. very nice to us or interesting things about you or the world that you would like to share. If you have some thoughts, if you want to nominate an inspiring woman for us to talk about. Um, Or share your own story about one, even like your mom, your sister, your cousin, yourself. We love hearing how the sisters are doing it for themselves. So we're open to that. If you want dating advice love that, or reactions to horrible dating things or good dating things, we're also very into that. I spent some time today reading about horrible, more horrible Tinder conversations. And they are horrible. (laughs) They are disgusting. Yep. And so we just, you know, we want to hear more from you guys
1: yeah and thank you very much for coming back and listening to us really fucking appreciate it and we hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope you will stay for many many more mm-hmm. many 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 many
0: more. many more oh my god we're back, back again. again bye okay thank you <laughs>